Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. We don't have to look far at all to see negative stories on TV or hear negative stories on our devices. We live in a world of negativity, and the world of negativity is constantly awaiting us with just a touch of the home screen, a click of the mouse, or a press of a button on any of a number of our electronic devices. And if we're not careful, it becomes very easy for us to quickly jump on that, what I call, quote, the negative bandwagon, end quote. And here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is that we all are really predisposed to being negative. Why do you say that? Well, because of our sin nature. The very fact that we are born in sin, the very fact that we are born into this flesh body, we are inclined to gravitate towards the negative. Again, we're truly born this way. And let's just say someone says something negative about someone else. What happens? Our ears quickly perk up and we can't wait to hear what's being said, even if we don't necessarily know uh, the individuals involved. But again, that's just the way that we are. And how do we know this and what proves this? Well, Look at all the reality shows that are on TV or that are on Netflix or whatever your whatever your device is. And, and, and some of these may be antiquated. I don't know. But I literally just Googled reality shows. And here's some of the ones that came up. And you may know some of these. 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, I know some of you all are watching that one. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, Keeping Up with the Cardassians, um, all of the uh, Housewives series, whether it's Atlanta uh, Beverly Hills or wherever they may be, but all the housewife series. How about this one? 60 days in. Now, some of y'all know what that one is. I, I didn't know what it was, so I had to look that one up. 60 days in. It's about being in lockup in Henry County, which is a county in Metro Atlanta for 60 days or married at first sight. And I could go on and on and on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you get the point. The point is is that these shows wouldn't exist if there wasn't a demand for this drama or this negativity. And now you may be saying, well, yeah, it's entertaining, whatever the case is, but I I get it. But the fact of the matter is, come on, 60 days in lockup, uh, you're in jail. And yet here it is, there's a show about being in jail for 60 days or married at first sight or, you know, again, yeah, I, I could go on and on. The list could go on and on. But the point is, is there is a demand for that. And so that's why these shows are on TV. So where am I going with all of this? Well, again, I want to reiterate what I just stated a few moments ago, and that is that our propensity, our nature, our natural propensity is for us to focus on the negative. It's very easy. And so last week I had the opportunity to speak with a young man who was about to begin his junior year in high school. And so um, just to give a real quick recap on on kind of his life story based on my conversation with him is from the day he was born, 
literally from the day he was born. His mother wanted nothing to do with him. And his father was an alcoholic. And so his father was in and out of this young man's life. And um, I guess even when he was in his life, he was saying that his dad was not a real positive influence. He was, you know, just argumentative or belligerent and just just very negative even when he was in his life. And so as a result, long story short, his father wound up dying due to complications associated with his alcohol abuse about three to four years ago. So this means that this uh, young man was probably um, 13 or 14 you know, uh, years old when his dad died. And so now at the ripe old age of 16, if anybody has any good reason to be negative, I would certainly say that this young man does. And I'll pause right here, though, and say, but God, now what you didn't hear me say about this young man is that he ever spent one day in foster care or that he ever lived on the streets or that he ever spent time in our criminal justice system. He has not spent one minute, not one minute, not one second of his life in any of those places from the very first day that he was brought home from the hospital. His grandfather was there for him. He was literally brought home to his grandfather's house. His grandfather provided a home for him. His grandfather provided food and clothing for him. His grandfather made sure that he received help and support when he needed to stay on the right track um, at school, to stay on the right track in the neighborhood. And so as a result, this young man is in his right grade level. And now he's looking at being an upperclassman and finishing these last two years of high school. And as a matter of fact, his grandfather even went so far as to petition the court so that his grandfather could be designated as his legal guardian. And so with all of that, right, and with all of that, with the the sacrifice and everything that, that the granddad did or is doing for him, Throughout his entire life, this young man, and even to this day, he's still very angry and hurt. And it, it, his hurt it demonstrates itself in anger over the fact that his mother, who is absolutely still alive, um, has no interaction with him and wants nothing to do with him, even um, to this day. So let's stop and let's pause for imagine. Can you imagine being 16 years old? And with understanding or having the reality or fact of knowing that your mom has never been in your life, never been a part of your life. And really, according to at least his thinking, and I don't know how true it is, but um, wants nothing to do with him or, or doesn't want to be involved in his life. And so now let me be clear. No one. And I do mean no one can ever take the place of what our mom or our dad should be in our lives. As a matter of fact, when God created us, obviously, right, he created us through our moms and our dads. And so we were created by God to have these places and spaces in our hearts that only a mom and a dad can fill. Again, I have to say, but God, God is so faithful that he'll provide a ram in the bush. And I know from my millennials and my Gen Zers. That's biblical speak for God will provide a God provided substitute, right? So God will send someone, someone to step into that role of that person. Uh, in this case, the father or the father figure that we need um, to be that dad, to be that mom, to be that coach, to be that mentor, to be that confidant, you name whatever the it is that's needed. And God will provide that ram in the bush. 
God will provide that God provided God ordained substitute that we need to help us so that we can stay on the right track. Even when the people that are supposed to be in our lives, whether it's our moms, our dads, whatever the case may be, friend, brother, sister, uncle, whatever that individual is supposed to be, God will provide someone in our lives that will be there to help us to be And get us to the place where God has desired for us to be. But here's the challenge. The challenge is that we live in a society, we live in a world today where everyone or almost everyone is looking for someone to blame for their condition. Right. It's like we're always looking for and waiting for someone to say something that offends us so that we can immediately spring into action. What do I mean? Springing into action today means we can't wait to post something about them or something about the situation on our social media account in order to retaliate or to get revenge. And it truly feels like the majority of the people who subscribe, uh, the majority of the people today subscribe to a victim mentality. What do I mean by that? It means that we identify with some group that's disaffected or disgruntled or disillusioned or resentful or some group that feels like we're uh, being treated less than. And the media doesn't help Uh, our social media platforms, the televisions, all of those things that we gear into. They Um, try to divide and they try to highlight and show our differences. And so what happens is we have these pockets of special interest groups. We have these pockets of I'm more um, disadvantaged than you are, or I've been treated worse than you have. And so because I'm this of this group, then I'm treated worse off. So I deserve more because I'm this group. I'm I'm worse off and I deserve more. So we we have this whole warring now and this whole striving and struggling for I've been treated less than so I deserve more. No, you've been treated better than and we go through this whole litany of this disaffected, disgruntled um, special interest groups. And then as a result, it highlights our differences versus saying, what can we do and what do we have in common? And so let me be clear. Let me be very clear. I am by no means saying that we should ignore the realities of our situation. That is not what I'm saying. And again, referencing back to this young man I spoke with last week, that he absolutely has had an incredibly difficult childhood. His upbringing was, um, to put it mildly, less than ideal. And so we absolutely have to acknowledge the realities of the situation. However, in spite of the odds being significantly stacked against this young man from birth, and and, and it's not cliche and I'm not being, um, I'm not being, um, uh, I'm not being, um, what's the word? I'm I'm not being figurative. I'm not being figurative. This young man was literally from birth having the odds stacked against him. And here he is now about to enter his junior year in high school. And that's something to be thankful for right there. And so what I was trying to do was I was trying to encourage him to be grateful for the fact that he has a grandfather who has been there with him and for him from the very beginning and every step of the way since then. And so what I was challenging him to do and what 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 I was challenging him to do was instead of focusing on what he doesn't have or dwelling on what he doesn't have, how about you 
focus on and appreciate the blessings that you do have. And that really is the purpose of this week's podcast is that I pray that this week's podcast provokes us to be intentional about looking for the positives in every situation. And again, I hear you. I'm not saying that we ignore the realities of our situations. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is instead of focusing on and letting all of our attention and our efforts be focused on what we don't have, how about we start with being thankful for the blessings that we do have? And let's start by taking time to thank God each day for the simple things in life. Things like thank God he woke us up. Thank God we have shelter, no matter how big, how small, or maybe that shelter may even be in your car. Thank God you have a car, right? Thank God we have food to eat. It may not be organic food from Whole Foods or Harris Teeters or wherever it is, but it may be fast food. But the fact of the matter is, let's thank God that we at least have some food to eat. Thank God for the sunshine. Maybe where you are, it's raining. Thank God for the rain. Maybe where you are, it's hot. Thank God for the heat. Maybe where you are, it's cold. Thank God for the cold. You get the point. The point is, is whatever the situation we find ourselves, there ought to be a reason. There ought to be something that we can give God thanks for. And I hear you. I hear some of you may be saying, well, you know, I've been diagnosed with this disease or this illness or that illness, or my loved one may have been diagnosed with this disease or that illness. The response in that regard should be, thank you, God. You are a healer. And if you've done it before, I know you'll do it again. Or some of you may be saying, well, my child or my child is in jail. The response should be, thank you, Lord. My child is off the streets. Now, at least maybe they're safe. Now, at least maybe they um, will be at a place where they can literally hear you speak to them, God, and that they will turn their hearts towards you and recognize that the path that they were on is not the path that you have set for them. And I could go on and on and on, but you get the picture. The point is, is that it is so very easy for us to get caught up on this path of negativity. And again, I say everything around us, everything around us points us to negative, what we don't have, what we should have, what we ought to be having, what is due us. And what I'm saying is as believers, we are here to have hope and to provide hope. And we should have hope in every situation. And it seems like we cannot get away from Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, right? Everything, we, there's, there's a purpose and a, a, God, a God-ordained purpose in every situation that we find ourselves in. And one of my brothers, he calls himself my little brother. I mean, my little brother, that's what he calls himself. And so I say, all right, I, uh, I'm his big brother. And he sends these inspirations out every day. And one just really caught my attention and it was so appropriate for this week's podcast. And I tweaked it a little bit because um, I just, it, it blessed me so. And I could, I could just think of so many other things, but it, it goes like this. It says, when I'm faced with fear, I will focus on my faith. When I'm faced with rejection, I will rely on God's unconditional love. When I'm faced with revenge, I will extend mercy. When I'm faced with despair, I will meditate on the joy of the Lord. And when I'm faced with uncertainty, I will trust in the Lord. You see, family, we are to be bearers of God's light and ambassadors of God's hope in a world that is full of darkness and in a world that is full of negativity. 
And so I want to close with this because this just blessed me. And I'll close with Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And it reads, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit is in us to give us hope and to keep us hopeful no matter what situations we face in life. We have the hope of the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us. So remember, family, preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.